It was June of 2020 when I interviewed Brandon Burke, co-founder number one of three of what's known today as ServeHub. Brandon and team were not only knee-deep in finding a new brand name for the company, going through an intense e-for-all accelerator, trying to build a mobile app, and make sense of the greatest thing on all of our minds, a global pandemic. How do you go from a whirlwind scenario when all of these elements are swirling around you and you don't even know if getting in-home hair and beauty services will even cease to exist after we come out the other side? Luckily for the South Coast community, Brandon, Devon, and Grantham weathered the storm and launched their mobile offering this March 2021. While we're not clear of the pandemic yet, for better or worse, it did bring some opportunity to the team, seeking to empower the beauty professional through their support and their mobile app. Today, two-thirds of the team joined me, Devon and Grantham, to give us the update on where they were almost a year ago to what comes next for the South Coast's latest on-demand mobile app service. You're listening to the We Are Here podcast only on southcoast.fm. We're telling stories of business builders and entrepreneurs on the South Coast, letting the world know we are here. We're the number one podcast on the South Coast for entrepreneurs, and we'd love your review on iTunes. If you have a moment, please scroll to the bottom of Apple Podcasts app on this episode and share the love. Okay, let's get into today's episode with ServeHub. During the time when COVID started to arise, I was actually living down in Miami. I was down in Miami uh, for grad school. I graduated last December. And a couple months later, as we all know, in March, that's when COVID started to become like a really big thing. And because of uh, COVID, it forced me to move back up north. I'm actually in New Hampshire right now. And once when I knew I had to move, that's when I became a little uh, worrisome. But during that entire time, we were still working on our idea. As you already know, it was one idea and then we turned to another But even though it was worrisome personally for the business, we saw more of an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely feel like it was more of an opportunity because uh, people weren't going to want to go into a shop. um, And the shops were limited on how many people they could have anyways. So it was going to be hard for people to get into a shop. And also, I I was kind of worried that maybe the government wasn't going to allow this type of thing to to happen but i mean thankfully things are starting to get back to normal as as we launch so i was talking to my barber the other day and he said that short of i think whatever it was those first three or four weeks where everybody had to close that business really didn't change for him all that much maybe even seeing a slight uptick and just maybe this the way that he models his 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 barbershop is that what you're hearing these days um are hair salons, barbers, and other folks who use your service, are they largely saying, yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's not as bad. Or is that maybe just unique to some people? Yeah. I mean, I've seen, especially when COVID happened, I've seen plenty of people taken to uh, Facebook asking if there's any barbers or cosmetologists that can come style their hair or style their kids' hair. So I think that it proved that this business model would definitely work. And so for the listeners who might be hearing this episode and haven't heard the first episode, ServeHub does what? It's it's an app to on-demand book and schedule hair salons, barbers to come to your home in person. Do I have that at least 50% correct? Right. So ServeHub is a mobile application that connects clientele and beauty, beauty professionals so that they can get beauty services done in the comfort of their own home. That That's our gist of what we're trying to go for and, or what we are going for. 
And now we're excited for everything that we've been doing this far. When I originally interviewed Brandon, it seemed like he wasn't too worried about the technology of the app. He had a developer or you, you all had a developer that you were working with. Did that largely go fairly smooth, the, the technology side of it? <laughs> that that's that's funny that you asked, Matt. So the the whole technology and development journey has been exactly that a whole journey, <laughs> and we've we started off with one developer, and I believe that's what Brandon was talking or who Brandon was talking about in the beginning. However, we had to split ways from that one developer due to some personal reasons. And now, and now we have the best development team <laughs> ever. <laughs> so even though we had to take that pivot with the development and the technology portion of our uh, business, now it's definitely for the better. My background is web and software and stuff like that. And I had mentored Got You, which has a similar sort of model as you. And largely when, when I mentored them in the beginning, they were like, oh yeah, this this technology thing's easy. It's not going. It's not going to be a challenge. Like there's, there's, nothing's going to go wrong. And sure enough, uh, there was a lot of speed bumps. And the thing is with software, which I think a lot of people forget, is it's it has a life of its own. Like this stuff changes. You can't have everything perfect um, at day one. Even at day a hundred, day a thousand, there's still things that will need to be done. It's it's things that you just, you just have to kind of grow into a little bit of growing pains. How did you balance? Let's stay on the technology for a second because I'm interested in it. But two, I think a lot of people just don't realize you probably had ideas for the software, for the app. You, The three of you got together. You, hey, this I'm going to add this feature. We'll have this thing where you can upload a photo. Maybe we can take a picture of your house so that people know what they're walking into when they get there. And then you started, I'm assuming, testing it with other people. How did you manage that? How did you manage the feedback from actual users once you got it into their hands? And people were like, oh my God, this doesn't work the way I expect it to, or how are you fielding that type of feedback these days? We really think that we're going to try to please everybody, but it's really hard to please everybody. But I feel like what we have right now is a great start. And obviously we just want to keep improving from there, from where, where we are now. Cause uh, like you said, technology just keeps changing, shifting. People want to see new things. So where we are now is a great start start to build off on and continue to up provide updates and just to piggyback off of that that's that's great it, it was actually kind of difficult for us because of course us not being software engineers ourselves we think that we can just add anything and everything and make and make it this is the perfect app this is how it's going to be however we were really uh, mistaken we'll go with that yeah and as we uh, put it in other people's hands and stuff even though they thought that it was easy to use and all these things we started to realize like okay we need to tweak this we need to do this to make it not not only better but more functional for them because that's at least that's what we wanted for our pilot make sure it's usable <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah it was it was kind of difficult for us but as we've been uh, continuing on with the development and technology we've we've had a lot to learn throughout this journey it start, it's starting to become a little easier for us to understand like what to add what we can hold off on things like yeah. that you have that sort of marketplace problem, which is in the marketplace, you need inventory. In your case, it's the people who do the work, people who cut the hair, do other services. And then the other half of that is you have to get the public in there, right? You have to get the the customers. So you're, you're, you're serving not only your own needs as three co-founders in the brand, but then it's like, I have to, 
okay, what happens if this barber shop or this beauty salon says they want XYZ? Do I build that out? And then what happens when the customer says, well, I want to pay with PayPal through this app? Like, do I do that too? Like, and you start to find these, these balances. Is there a monetary transaction? Is that the benefit for the customer and the, the service owner is that the transaction happens right through the app and like Uber, you kind of just walk out of the car and you don't, you don't even have to hand them any money. Is that the same kind of model? The same kind of model. Basically, everything's through the app before uh, the service is actually performed. You're actually you're, you're paying for the service. So all the monetary processes, that's way before the service is actually being occurred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And does Apple take a cut or, and Google Play Store take a cut of that transaction? Yeah, I believe Apple is taking a, t- a cut because yep. it's Apple. Um, yep. <laughs> I, Google, Google, not so much. I believe we we just pay for our our app to be on the platform. Correct me gotcha. if I'm wrong. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's an interesting. I mean, it, the the Apple tax is is a real thing. I saw some other like indie software developers that I follow on Twitter, and they, I think Apple at, at one point, I think they just lowered it to thirty percent. But at one point, they they had fair claim to go up to 50% or something like that? Matt, it's been no joke. <laughs> like, see, the great thing is, is that like every like transaction that happens through that, through, let's say the, the services, the services that are being provided, that they don't take a cut out of that. Mm-hmm. However, like when it, when we're talking about the subscriptions, and I'm sure that Brandon talked about this before, are the subscriptions, they, t- they do take a cut out of the in-app purchases. So a- when you look at the business, when you look at like, how do we grow this thing? How do we hire more employees? How do we spend money on marketing and things like that? And without giving away the secret sauce of maybe what you're doing with the company, do you look at other ways to monetize accessories, like selling physical product through the app or like having something else other than just connecting the consumer with the service provider? Yeah, I'll start off and I know that Devon has things to say too. But we do uh, have apparel like like Devon's wearing right now. I know it looks green through the camera, but it's really black. Um, <laughs> we do have our serve hub apparel. And we we're also thinking, of, well, not even thinking, of eventually as we continue to grow, we're going to uh, have different partners in, of like other businesses. So, so like suppose there's a barber line of equipment they'll be able to have their products through our mobile application so that they can so others can purchase through our mobile application that's that's a couple d i didn't know if you wanted to add on to that i know that's no i mean kind of kind of, you, yeah you just kind of covered everything but i mean go to surfhub.co if if you can to purchase some apparel or you can go onto the app and purchase through there as well I know one of the challenges that got you had, uh, again, staying on the topic of the, the challenges of a marketplace model, is got you had to go into restaurants. And largely restaurant owners are cooking the food, they're doing the taxes, they're cleaning up the restaurant at the end of the night, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, these three young kids walk in and they're like, hey, use our new mobile app and we'll deliver food from you and take a cut. And they say, please get the hell out of my restaurant. <laughs> like, I don't even know who you are and like what this app is. Have you found that to be challenging or are people in this field, I hate to say it, a little bit more progressive than a restaurant owner? And no offense to any of the restaurant owners, it's not, it's not that they're, they're, they can't understand this technology. They just simply don't have the time for it. What is your, what is your take on this? So me and Brandon, we went 
to a lot of barbers and cosmetologists. We went actually to the shop to speak to them. We spoke to a few owners. The we had one person that was, I, I think he, he seen us as like competition rather than us helping him out. So he was kind of standoffish, but other owners that we spoke to, they really loved the idea and could see that how it would help their shop grow and clientele. But mainly we, we spoke to barbers that were in the shops. The owners allowed us to speak to them and, and question them and they loved the idea. Um, they loved it because it's not a regular booking app where you don't know what you're going to get, who who you're going to see, what kind of, the person should have a profile picture of themselves. So what kind of hair you're going to be cutting and mm-hmm. things in that nature. So they were on board for it um, yeah. a lot more than what I, ex- what I expected. Definitely. But. Yeah. Just to add on to that, I do believe that we are really different from the like restaurant industry. Matter of fact, I was actually listening to a podcast of the CEO of uh, DoorDash yesterday, actually, which is quite ironic. So he was just talking about how tough it was to actually go to the business owner's restaurant and convince them to do all that. So I got you. I get you. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the difference is like with us is, is that there's a lot of independent beauty professionals out there. And the great thing is, is that a lot of these beauty professionals, they don't have the opportunity to actually become their own boss because they have to go through a shop. And that's kind of the hiccup. And where that's something that we want to provide through our surf mobile applications are these beauty professionals to actually be their own boss because event that that's what we're all about too we're all about becoming your own boss doing what you uh, have to do on your own time whenever you want and i feel like that's what makes the job a little easier for us to find more beauty professionals compared to maybe going to restaurant to restaurant trying to convince these business owners to come on board i I know and again just i don't know anything about hair salons or or beauty spots or anything like that but in the barber scene i feel like a lot of barbers like to stick to cash for obvious reasons has that been a challenge just introducing an electronic payment and and i I ask these challenging questions because i'm generally fascinated how technology is getting slotted in to the south coast where so many people like we're only an hour away from boston and i'm sure if you just walk down the street to boston everybody be like come on in like i get it show me this thing and it's it let's just figure out a deal here whereas i feel like the south coast like we're still like three four five years behind on like adopting new technology but go ahead like on the cash side has that been a factor at all so so far because this is a new technology right it's of course it's going to take a little time for people to adjust to it the great thing is is that a lot of people they're starting to uh be on that technology wave right so a lot of people they're like okay even though I, can, I I may not be able to accept cash, I can see how much money I'm about to make right now, all these things. So there's so many benefits uh, of doing everything through the mobile application compared to just taking cash. I, I feel like it's so far, it's it hasn't been too much of a problem. Of course, we have like those little hiccups, but you know, so far, so good. What about when you actually look at, say, Boston or Providence have you already set your sight on that yet <laughs> and been like, man, this South Coast area might be a little challenging? Do you see that this can just go anywhere, regional, national? Yeah, yeah. We think this can definitely go national. There are some states that it's not legal to do this in yet. But I, I think that Uber, when they first started, they probably seen the same problem where it yeah, wasn't yeah. legal for, for them to go through it. So I think the more states that will take this in, 
is the more they're going to just change their minds. But back to what you're saying, Boston is definitely a trendsetter in this this area. So getting Boston would definitely help us. But we really we've gotten people from all next to the woods in Massachusetts signing up and things like that. So I think this is going to be something that can be anywhere rather than, okay, well, people in Boston are doing it. So now it's going to just trickle down. It's, I feel like it's not really going to be like that. What is the pushback with other states? Is it because it's just like health safety concerns or is it like just infrastructure of they, they don't know how to tax these people probably? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of probably assuming that it's not really a, there's not a place that is going to govern it. Like, yeah, like yeah. our app is going to like, right. everything's going to be documented. But like you said, everybody was using cash so there was probably no way to document this to tax people on it and when you can't tax people on something that's when things become illegal so how long did it take to finalize this version of the app when you left that original developer you found the second developer how many months was that to develop this so this was between August and <laughs> March 15th. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, what's that? Like six months, a little less than six months. So six months to, to refine it, polish it up. What was going through the team's head to to launch and to market it? Because I know like putting all those final touches, you're submitting it to Apple, then you're waiting for them, you're waiting for Google. You probably had to do updates and that probably wasn't fun. What did you start to think of uh, to do locally to start pushing and, and promoting the app and promoting the service? See, the great thing is, is that we have an amazing community behind us, whether it's family, friends, E4All. The E4All community is tremendous. I'm not from New Bedford, but every time I go to New Bedford, I get so much love for what we're, what we're <laughs> doing. It, it makes me feel like I live there. But, but yeah, that's really how we've been pushing it. We've been pushing our personal communities. I've been pushing um, it out here in uh, New Hampshire. I live in Nashville, New Hampshire. And of course, everyone in my city, they're they're waiting for it to launch over here. It hasn't launched. Is it Uh, legal in New Hampshire? It is legal in New Hampshire. It's hilarious Um, to even say that about getting your hair cut. Is it legal? It's crazy. It's crazy. But but that that's that's been the amazing thing. That's how we've been marketing. We've been just marketing through the communities that we've had, through social media, of course, through like Devon was saying, going from basically door to door. And yeah, just a lot of networking. We'll go with that. A lot of networking. We was featured on uh, the Standard Times. We was on the front page there. WBZ interviewed uh, us as well. I believe somebody told us that they seen us in the Herald. I I have yet to see see that article. I want I want it. If anybody out there has it, reach out and give it to me, please. I like to drill down on the the uniqueness of the South Coast, and and those are some of the positives. Had there been any roadblocks, speed bumps, challenges specific to the South Coast that you didn't think you were going to run into that's been challenging? I would say the the mobile license from Massachusetts. They need a mobile mobile license to complete the services. It's It wasn't really a challenge, but it was definitely, we was caught by surprise. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's Massachusetts where there are a lot of laws, so yeah. it's understandable. Do you just get, does like every person have to get that license? In Massachusetts, yes. So anybody who is like I have got you, they deliver food to me. They they don't particularly probably need a license, I don't think. But no, I, I don't in your so. case, everybody that came to my house would have to have one of those mobile yeah. licenses. Yeah, they'd have to have a mobile service license. But I mean, that's, an, I guess, another sense of 
comfort for the uh, the client, and we want that to be one hundred percent. So yeah, and just to piggyback off of that, even though you do need the mobile license uh, in Massachusetts, exactly. Like throughout the throughout the mobile application, we wanted to make sure that whatever license or whatever you have to get you can get through the application. So we've provided processes through the app for you to actually basically fill out the mobile application, to send out the mobile application. We we even provide you with a notary to actually get the application notarized so you can actually send it out. And all of that takes less than 15 minutes for you to yeah. like do. So it's really, really simple. Yeah, that's fantastic. That was going to be one of my next questions is how you how you educate or onboard the service people that that sign up and maybe what kind of particular challenges, if, if any, you've had, you're educating them, uh, what it sounds like, primarily through the app. They can get that license through the app. You make that easy. What about just maybe like being, a, well, maybe they're already used to it, but being a little bit of a salesperson, walking into somebody's home, like being able to like, I don't know, carry the carry the the brand the serve hub brand in in a proper way are there concerns with that there's there's always some concerns with that right because you want to make sure that everyone that goes to somebody's home is carrying the serve hub brand the right way but at the same time we also want to realize that these guys aren't our employees and that's that's something that we've been kind of really enforcing we're really trying to enforce that okay you guys don't necessarily work for surf hub this is just a platform for you to gain more clientele mm-hmm. so we try not to add too much regulation through the mobile application of course we want to make sure that everyone uh, all of our clientele is happy all of their clientele is happy at that and all of that but at the same time um, we want to make sure that they do things that the way that they're used to doing things if that makes sense sure so there's not there's not too much regulation beyond that who owns the relationship with the customer? Do you all own the relationship with the customer in the end? And, and I guess by relationship, I mean like email address where you can contact them for, I don't know, maybe new ServeHub apparel or maybe Hub comes out with a, another service or product. Of course, they have the app installed. You can push notification for, for things like that. But an email list is a large asset to a company. Do you share that with the service provider? No. no. They, can, they can only contact the client through the app. So they don't, there's no exchange of phone numbers. There's no exchange of social media. The app is the social media where you can yeah, contact yeah. people. Yeah. Right. And now we do this because <clears throat> we want to maintain the safety of the mobile of other people through the mobile application. And with all of that going on, we just want to make sure that the uh, clients receive. Um, yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Client leaves. Maybe they, they weren't happy with the service provider. They leave them three stars and then you don't want the provider to email them and be like, hey, change that. (laughs) Change that or I'm coming back to your house. Some of these stories that I hear, some of the barbers that that work at a barber, that rent a chair at a barber shop, I I, I could be insulting people when I say this here. And I do apologize. I I just look at it from the owner's perspective is, man, they get a chip on their shoulder, right? Where it's like they bring in the clientele and they don't want to do anything else in that shop other than cut the person's hair and leave. And in my eyes, I'm like, well, you should, maybe you should sweep the floor a little bit. Like maybe you should do that. Like maybe you should care about like selling other product in there because all the rising tide lifts all boats. 
Is that a thing in like the in the barber world where they get clientele and they move on and they try to start their own shop? Is that the common thing that happens in this space when it, when when barbers start getting good? It, it kind of s- seems like it. I guess I've seen plenty of people that were in a shop. They got their clientele. They made a name for themselves. They were cutting for years now and wanted to pursue their own shop. And I, I get that because an entrepreneur is 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 good and having your own thing is is good. But that's kind of what we're trying to that's what we're trying to do with ServeUp. We're trying to provide you with a platform to be your own boss, to, to provide yeah, to provide your own services. You create your own prices. You're not confined to the shop where mm. whoever walks by the shop is going to see you whoever knows about the shop is going to see you yeah there's gonna there's gonna be a huge platform for you to be on so yeah i get what you're saying in, the, in that yeah. aspect so i'll use my words i won't put words in your mouth what you're disrupting is not just where you go to get the haircut but you're disrupting that typical model of renting a chair being locked into that space exactly and my no, words not yours if you don't yeah. want to say that it's okay no you're right and yeah we don't want to take them away away from the shop because people are gonna go to the shop but yeah. we want them to have another avenue to just make money so yeah. there's gonna be people that can't leave the house for a reason maybe it's mm-hmm. physical or or mental mm-hmm. but now they'll have a a platform to reach those people this is that yeah, yeah it's, there's that and there are some people out there who just don't have the money to actually be in the shop like for example i believe that you you kind of uh, touched on this Matt. for a chair it costs 250 about 250 dollars a week to maintain that one chair that you have in the shop mm-hmm. now suppose you don't get that clientele that week that's coming out of your own personal pocket mm-hmm. so with uh surf hub basically with our one-time subscription, you don't you, you don't have to worry about month. that. Yeah, yeah. For the entire month, you you don't have to worry about that weekly two hundred fifty dollars, I guess, fee that you have to actually pay the owner. Yeah. Do, do you ever see it just going to a like a like a booking slash payment portal where maybe they do sit at the chair, maybe they're at their chair, but they the customer just comes in. But they book through your through your app. Is that yeah. is that a thing, or is that not going to really work with the way no, it's set up? We think it, it it definitely will work. Bringing have it's just about getting the the barbers or the shops at, to not see us as a competition because we're not yeah. trying we're not trying to be competition to the shop. We're trying at the end of the day, right now we're trying to evolve into being able to help a shop in yeah. the way you just said. So. Yeah. So long, I mean, as long as they're paying their rent, then largely the the shop owner should be happy. Although I know it's still challenging for a shop owner. How else do you make money other than renting the chairs, right? Services and things like that, or products, accessories, maybe some other things. I've seen some barbers do like in-house training, but that'd be for like other barbers, but not really for the general public. So no, it's it's, it's awesome that that what this disrupts is, isn't just the, the in-home service, which is a benefit to the consumer, but empowers people to, to run their own business without that overhead. So what's next on the horizon for marketing the app, for promoting the app? Do you have other like local brand deals lined up or anything that you're working with locally that is making a, an extra value add to the app? 
Yeah, well, not to say too much because we're still in the beginning phases. Um, yeah, we're definitely reaching out to other companies around um, the area, whether it's nonprofits or shelters, things <laughs> like that. Because at the end of the day, even though yes, we are a business where we're all of our values lie in helping other people, and that's that's what we're really trying to go for. So the way that we really build and continue to build our brand is really by helping others and providing value to other people. Have you found one crazy use case that somebody came to you and said, I would use this if it did that? <laughs> or any kind of like service business that would want to sign up that you just never thought would want to sign up for this? I don't, I don't think we've encountered anybody who said, well, I would use this if it had this. If anybody has any ideas, we'll, yeah. we'll take your ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, we've definitely had companies that have come up to us and said, we want to get this into our business and because we, we see the value that you're bringing to the table and we they love the idea. So Servhub.co, S-R-V-H-U-B. Dot co servehub.co go to that website download the app for ios for android grantham devon thanks for taking the time to chat today where else can folks find you to say thanks cool yeah on on instagram we're at servehub.co s-r-v-h-u-b.co you can find us on facebook s-r-v h-u-b.co and we also have our personal profiles but you can find that through our website <laughs> sounds good everybody else it's the we are here podcast southcoast.fm slash subscribe southcoast.fm slash subscribe don't forget to join the mailing list sunday notes goes out every sunday leave us a five-star review on itunes we'll see you in the next episode <laughs>